Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen, episode 41, The Armor of God, The Shield of Faith. Ephesians 6.13 says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Now, we've already covered the loins girt about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And today we're talking about verse 16, where it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So, first of all, what is the shield of faith? Well, if you look at the word shield in the New Testament there, it's talking about the Roman foot soldiers, uh, scuda. I don't know if I said that properly or not, is the large rectangular shield. The battle formation, one of the ones that you'd see in movies and stuff that they did was the testuda or the tortoise formation where they're all lined up close together and they have this wall of a shield. And then the second set of soldiers would lift their shield up over their heads and protect the heads of the ones in front of them. And then they'd line up the shields on the sides and all the way back. So you'd have a big square interlocked shields to protect against forward attacks as well as arrow attacks from the top. So this protected the entire group, that army formation, right? The Greek word literally means door shield here. So it's a large rectangular shield and it obviously provided full body protection, right? So this shield of faith is going to protect you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no chinks in the armor. This is a full all around protection is what this faith is. So what is the faith? Well, this is where it gets down and dirty here. The theologians define faith in three different ways. It's knowledge, assent, and trust. All right. So knowledge corresponds with your mind. It's, it's the idea that you know something. So faith relies in this sure knowledge or your foundation in the word of God. It's, it's this idea that, you know, the truth, and that's what you have faith in. And God is truth. God is the one that you are having faith in. The second part of that is assent. This means that with our hearts, with our minds, we agree with this knowledge. It's not just that, you know, an atheist reads the Bible and he knows the Bible. It's not mere knowledge. It is also agreeing with or assenting to accepting it, receiving that knowledge and uh, making it, assimilating it, making it a part of your life. And then the third part is the trust. That's your willful act, your free will choice to believe, to trust in God and his word. So in the common sense, faith is merely complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So this shield of faith is complete trust or confidence with your mind having knowledge of the Bible, your heart believing in God's word. And your trust, that act of free will that you have chosen to trust in God. Clearly, this is our faith in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his work in workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This salvation comes by faith 
in God. And even that doesn't come from us. That is given to us by God so that we can't say that we did it on our own. Romans 10, 8 through 11 says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That is the faith. The shield of faith is this knowledge in Jesus Christ, the trust in him, the full-on belief, willful choice to understand that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, paid the price, and we believe that he rose again because he is God, and we have that full faith and trust in him. Now, what do we do with the shield? Well, shields serve multiple purposes, all right? One of the things that a shield does is it guards you. Then it can also deflect like the fiery darts that the verse talked about. It's your first line of defense. It can actually be used as a weapon to incapacitate the enemy or to give you a chance to regroup and fight back. The shield can be used with other soldiers. So it's something that you can interlock with other Christians and work together to defeat the enemy. So let's go through each one of those real quick. The shield guards. Faith can protect our spiritual lives, even in the middle of your physical trial. Our faith in God allows us to trust him and see us through the hard times. I want you to listen carefully to Psalms 57 and maybe pull open your Bible and read it when you have a chance. Psalm 57 is a Psalm of David when he was running from King Saul. It says, to the chief musician at Slasich, Mithsham of David, when he fled from Saul in the cave, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God my most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongues a sharp sword. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me, into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise." Keep in mind in the middle of the battle, in the middle of your trials, if you don't know what else to do, you can actually sing and give praise to God. And that is a, that is a way of doing spiritual warfare as well. And then pick it up in verse eight. It says, awake up my glory, awake psaltery and heart harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations for thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. When all else fails, your shield of faith can allow you to have joy in tribulation. You can praise God. Second thing a shield does is it deflects. Satan always hurls fiery darts of fear, doubt, worry, etc. And when we let that shield of faith down, we stop believing that God is in control. Remember Romans 8.28. 
And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. That faith will stop that doubt and the fear and the worry you, that you can have a whole sermon on worry and, and casting your cares on God and letting him take the worry from you. So that shield of faith deflects your fears, your doubts, your worry that comes from Satan. It deflects it onto God and lets God handle it. He's big enough to handle your doubts. So you let God deal with it. You deflect those darts with that shield of faith in God. And don't forget that that shield is the first line of defense. You have all this other body armor and all the things we've talked about before to protect you from Satan's attacks. But if you don't use that shield properly, you're going to get buffeted and hit with all kinds of things that you don't need to take. Think of a soldier in battle. Okay, he's got his helmet on, right? So is that soldier going to intentionally block all the bullets and all the, the hits with his head? No, that'd be fool. That'd be foolish. You've got shields. You've got other body armor. You've got, um, you know, cover and concealment. You've got uh, tanks and things like that. So in the Roman soldier aspect of it, that shield was that first line of defense. So your faith needs to take the hits for you. And who is your faith in? It's in God, right? Psalm 91, starting in verse two, says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. So he takes the hits for you, right? My God, in whom will I trust? Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. So it's saying, because you are trying to live in God's will, he actually takes all of these attacks for you. He protects you. He is your shield as well. It's not just your faith, but it's who you have faith in that is protecting you. I like the part particularly that says a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand. People will be hit and falling all around you, but you can stand strong. And then verse 10, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, in all of this, yes, God can perfectly protect you so no harm comes to you. But don't forget Job. He may have a higher purpose and allow you to suffer. And this is why you have to have faith. Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Just because God lets something get through and hits you does not mean that he has abandoned you. You could be like Job and God's going to see you through and give you double the blessing on the other side of that trial that you're going through. All right. And then don't forget that a shield can incapacitate. A shield can actually be a weapon. Um, the Roman soldiers, actually, a lot of their shields had the metal knob in the middle of it. 
and they would actually do a concerted shove. That whole front line of defense would shove the enemy back and hit them with that shield so that then they could follow through with an attack. So our faith in God can give Satan a good shove backwards and give us a chance to fight by doing God's will and his work. Remember, faith is not just in your minds. Faith has, has to produce fruit or actions, which is works of obedience that God tells you to do in service and standing up for what is right. Remember, this whole thing started out with that we must be able to stand with the armor of God, right? Romans 12, 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So if we have faith in God, He, at times, will attack for us and exact vengeance. Verse 20, Therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. There's a whole nother lesson on that right there too. Now the last point here is the shields of the soldiers could also be used together. When the Roman army joined its shields together, it became an unstoppable force. If we in God's church join our shields, we can strengthen each other with our faith, building up and serving other Christians. We can become an unstoppable force as a group to take on any challenge. Remember the Bible says the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against the church. James 5.14 says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. So gathering other people around you that are Christians. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth for the space of three years and six months. A lot in there, too. But the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, the prayer of faith... So you've got to have all those things. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. When Christians get together, we become better as a group. Proverbs 24, 6, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. You need other believers who know the Bible who can help you in your battle. Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We need to get together and help each other and strengthen our faith so that we can fight better. Remember that faith in Jesus Christ and his word makes us unstoppable. The power of faith is demonstrated in Matthew 17.19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out, the demon that they had tried to cast out? Verse 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place and it will remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. There is no reason to fear Satan and his fiery darts in this spiritual war that we are in. 
faith gives us strength and courage because it is faith in God who promises to fight with us. I'll leave you with this. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Next week, we'll talk about verse 17, the helmet of salvation. So until next time, may God bless you.